When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good afternoon. Welcome back to another Team News livestream. As pointed out in the chat, we are slightly late. My fault. Um, even putting a later time, we still end up starting late. But there is some massive news this uh, this or today. Um, obviously, with all the injuries we've had over the last few days that we're going to talk about. So we wanted to make sure we had all the info right. And I'm sure Neil is ready to go, aren't you, for, uh, for all this talk? Yeah, I don't know where to start. I'm glad you're the one doing the running order because it's just it's just been a, a mad hour. All the press conferences that we wanted to hear from, the managers we wanted to hear from, happened at sort of the same time, so around about 1.30. So I've just been digesting some ridiculous uh, number of flags, um, and I'm sure we're going to start with with one of them now. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I sometimes I do, usually I do the order with like the big teams because usually that's where you got players from, but I've obviously reordered it into everything that we've got um, injury-wise. So let's just start with Man City. Obviously, we're going to talk about all these anyway, but we'll start with Man City, who we usually start with anyway. Um, obviously, the key... Well, a few key players, to be honest. One for our FPL teams was Diaz, which I guess not only do people own, but he affects the rest of the defenders too. But also, there's been lots of worry about Fernandinho and Rodri because people are panicking that Gundogan's going to play deeper. So there are a few players for Man City. How are they looking? Or what, what did Pep say? Yeah, it's good. It's good news, I think. Um, certainly from an FPL perspective, I think the, the, the assets that we own, no one's going to really be bothered with Fernandinho, um, although we will mention Gundogan in a sec. So he's the only one who's been added to the, the confirmed absentee list, which includes De Bruyne and Aki. I think De Bruyne's back in individual training now, so I might not be too far away. As for Diaz, he has trained today, so he missed out in illness with a, uh, in midweek with an illness. So, um, all being good, that should be enough for him to, to feature this weekend. Um, Rodri as well. Uh, Pep says he thinks he'll be fine to start at the weekend, certainly to, to feature um, after he came off against Swansea. So, yeah, um, Diaz is obviously great, even if you're not an owner of him, as you said, because he's, he's undoubtedly um, made that defence better, with the exception of that Liverpool game where he, and he uh, allowed Salah in behind him. Um, and as for, yeah, as for Rodri, of course, not a a player many people's going to own. But as you said there, um, with Fernandinho out um, and him a doubt, then who was going to play in that, that sort of holding midfield role that um, those two have generally been doing this season? Uh, Gundogan, of course, is now this this um, box-to-box number eight, which you all, which you all love. Um, but he would be one of the obvious deputies, you think, if, if Rodri and Fernandinho are out. There's other possibilities. I mean, Zinchenko plays there, I think, for his national team. I think he plays sort of uh, centre midfield. Cancelo sort of pushed into midfield when he's when he's part of that sort of Bielsa system, you know, three three one three. Um, not really as sort of more like right sided. So, um, yeah, Gundogan would be the one who uh, you'd think would would drop in if there was an emergency. Going off Guardiola's comments, those sound like Rodri's going to be going to be fine. He says he thinks he's going to be all right. So, um, hopefully that'll unleash Gundogan to be. Um, the penalty box prowler that we we were all thinking about. Yeah, definitely. Um, 
yeah, I, I, I'm thinking the same with Gundogan. I think now that Rodri is probably going to play, um, I'm quite happy. And I feel like he will want to do that with, with Spurs and Everton. And uh, yeah, like you said, Diaz probably straight back in. I saw a ridiculous stat that like Diaz has only missed like three games or something in the last 40-odd Um you know, where he hasn't been suspended or whatever. So, yeah, I'm sure he's straight back in. So that's good news. Um, let's come on to some more bad news. I think, I think everything else is pretty much... Well, no, there's some good news, but bad news. Um, so Everton and Calvert-Lewin, obviously he came off with what Duncan Ferguson said was a tweaked hamstring um, on Wednesday. I think he's going to miss at least one of the games. We think he's going to be back for the second. Yeah, really annoying if you own him because it's the first game that you want. I mean, you'd probably take... Um... Even if you knew he was down one of these double game week fixtures, I think a whole match against Fulham, as as defensively sound as they have been, you'd still be playing him, you know, um, given the fixtures elsewhere. Um, but unfortunately, it's the Fulham match he's going to miss, and it sounds like he'll be back for the for the Man City game next Wednesday. Same with Pickford. Um, the, the good news in in a sense in that they've they don't think it's any serious damage. I think they got him off in time just before uh, anything it became anything more serious. Um, so Ancelotti was talking of, of being in terms of definitely being fit for Man City. So that is good. I mean, I'm, I'm thinking of holding him because Everton, we think, have got more doubles down the line. Um, obviously, they progressed in the FA Cup, so they'll have a blank game in 29. And I think they've got another outstanding fixture as well on top of that. So um, there will be, a, a, I think, at least one, possibly two more game weeks. Yeah, they've got... I've just, I've just put out there. So they've got West Brom away and Aston Villa away already to be rearranged. And then, oh, sorry. Yeah, they've actually taken out yeah. of game week 29 now. So they are the two fixtures, um, Villa away and West Brom away. Yeah. So, yes, yeah, it's, it's quite likely. Um, it's just obviously, if you've got a wild card, I suppose, if you're going to wild card soon, sorry, it might be worth taking them out. Because if he's only going to play City and then it's Liverpool, then probably not yeah, worthwhile. Too- but, like you said, he does have good double game week. Plus, you benched him last week anyway, didn't you? So benching him again wouldn't yeah. be uh, the end of the world. Yeah, and I mean he's um, he's at a he's at a decent sort of uh, price where you can uh, you can move move sideways to other options in the interim if you wanted. You know, obviously Antonio if you don't own him, and we'll discuss him in a second. Um, Bamford's obviously available at a similar similar price, and, and Ings of course has got a double game coming up um, next week against Leeds. So you can shift them about if you've got the luxury of doing so. But uh, I've got fires to fight elsewhere, so I think I'll probably hold him. Uh, rest of Everton, by the way, um, Rodriguez is fit, so I know a few people. We think they were taking a point on him for this double game week. He's fine. Um, uh, Alan, the thing's going to be fit within the next week. Uh, he's back in training anyway. He's over the injury problems. Just match fitness now. No word on Dinia. I didn't hear anything on Dinia. He did. They were discussing his contract. Um, I, saw, I couldn't sure believe that. I saw. Sorry, yeah. I saw someone complaining about that on Twitter. Like I'm sat here waiting for Luca Dean info, and they're talking about a bloody contract. So yeah, <laughs> I mean, to be to be fair though, unless I mean, you would know better than me, so I'll ask you. No, no one at any point said he was injured, right? I mean, I tweeted about no. it because, just because he kind of bent over when he went off the pitch, yeah. but he could have just been knackered. So there is yeah. actually no injury that we know of, is there? It's just kind of a bit of speculation. Nope. nope wasn't discussed after the game and um, I'm not even sure what the basis of the flag was, whether it was just, just the, the visual look of him coming off the pitch. Because um, usually there's there's something to go off when, when we, we see flags in FPL, um, a quote after a match or uh, even something like a, a strapping or something like that on a touchline. But I think it was just based on the fact that he, he gingerly walked off the off the pitch um, and that was it. So hopefully no news is good news, but I'll, um, I'll keep tabs on that because... Uh, yeah. Again, he's someone who people will be thinking about, um, certainly for this double game week uh, and beyond, as I say, with the other doubles further down the line. 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, we'll come on to Antonio in a second. Let's talk about Leicester first. A horrible injury. So James Justin obviously went stretched off. Uh, and then we thought it was going to be possibly good news because Rogers said um, he could have probably walked off. Um, obviously, they would t- I don't know whether it was a precaution or they didn't know at the time. But now it looks like he's going. Well, he's definitely going to miss the season, isn't he? Possibly not into, yeah. not back until the end of the year, right? Yeah, I did. I did suspect that Rogers was being a bit naive. Obviously, we've seen um, serious knee injuries before, and people walk off the pitch, uh, and it's only become apparent later on like just how grave the, the problem is. And it's it's it is the case with just the scans come back. Looks like he's down his ACL, and as we know. Those are really long-term injuries. I think Roger said it would be a similar time frame to, to Pereira. And we also saw how long, how long that was. So, yeah, you took at least six months. Um, so, that it's the, that's the end of his season. Maybe even lucky to get back for the start of, of, of the next campaign as well. So, yeah, sad end to, a, um, obviously, to his to his European Championship uh, chances because I thought he was, he was probably the, the informed fullback of the, of the moment in terms of the English group. Um, and obviously, as an FPL asset as well, I've had him since game week one. He's been absolutely brilliant. He's, I think he was second. He, he bows out as the second highest scoring defender in FPL at present. So, what a season he's had! And yeah, I'll be I'll be moving him on this week because he's he's not going to be back um, at all this season. Just yeah. sad. Yeah, going yeah going for him. Like you said, I think from left back point of view, Chilwell Shaw could have even played there. He's not even necessarily fighting for the right back spot. So yeah, pretty yeah. sad news. Hopefully, he just comes back as good as he has been and just keeps improving. The good thing is he's still young, so um, there's plenty of time for him to show what he can do. Was there anything else, at Leicester? Any other major? Th- yeah, concerns? probably good news for Salah really because um, Justin's been playing left back as you say. Uh, Castagna, who's another possibility down that down flank, he's out still he's going to be I think another week to 10 days um which leaves very little in terms of who's going to deputize so look uh, they got this um yeah is it Luke Thomas um that's his first name yeah Thomas is his surname anyway young lad who's who's a left back and then they've got the opposite end of the scale the veteran uh, Christian Fuchs so uh, whoever they're going to throw in is a, is a downgrade on Justin no question uh and of course Salah it'll be up against that flank this weekend when Leicester play Liverpool so if you've got him which I don't then, um, then it, it, you'd be a bit more confident, I think, because Leicester's one of the, the tougher nuts to crack defensively. But um, without him, yes, they've still got Pereira, they've got Soyuncu, Evans would be that three quarters of a back four. But it is the left flank that's looking like the, the weakest link. So that'll be interesting. Um, in terms of the rest of it, I think Perez is fine and Fafana is still a few weeks away. So as I said, Soyuncu and Evans will be the, the centre-half pairing for now. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see when Castagna actually comes back and who played. Because if, if Thomas was going to be there, I think it probably is a bit of a long shot. Because if Pereira and Castagna were fit, you would assume they would play. But you don't know how many times they can play Pereira at the moment. I don't know whether he's like available just to start playing week in, week out. Um, I guess they're trying to rest him where they can. But anyway, my point is, Thomas is only 4.2 million. And I've actually been looking at Leicester's fixtures. If they double in 26, it's not that bad. And the fixtures afterwards are not not that bad either. So definitely, uh, the fixtures are actually quite good. I was, after not having Justin yeah. for this long, I was actually eyeing up a move to get him in, in game week 26. So um, yeah, I'll definitely be, or sorry, I would say keep an eye on the, um, the Leicester defence because I think it'll still be really good even without uh, Justin. Another injury, um, Antonio. So... Um, he didn't. He wasn't even in the squad at all for the uh, FA Cup match, and I think it really did show against Man United. I mean, Man United played well, but yeah. um, they they really missed Antonio. Uh, and I mean, the the news hasn't been. 
I mean, it's not negative news, but it's not really massive assurances, I didn't think. Anyway, what, what's your thinking? Do you think he's going to start this weekend? It's, well, it's a classic Moyes line, isn't it? Where we've heard about this before when Antonio's been out and he's just he's just fed us the same line every week that he's close, he's batting the grass. Um, a bit different in this in this sense because we think it's just muscle fatigue. Um, it, it did look worrying at the time I was watching the game and as a, a non-Antonio winner, uh, watching it through from your fingers. Um, but then he did do the old substitute gesture. I saw him do that live. Uh, and obviously when that happens, like it, it, it's it's... You think something's popped, something's something's gone. His hamstring's gone, and invariably is his hamstring with Antonio. So we're going off Moise's comments that he's uh, that he's been back on the grass this, this week, and that they're hopeful that he'd be available. I've got more faith now. That I've seen um, a tweet from uh, ex West Ham employee, who's a, who's the sort of West Ham in the know. Now he says he didn't say he was going to be 100 fit, but he did say he should be available and put should in capital letters and averted commas. So there is a, obviously an element of doubt there, um, and and maybe you wouldn't be bringing him in if you don't own him already. If you already do own him, then obviously it's just a case of of, of starting and, and hoping for the best because um, it's probably their last good fixture, I think, before they before their fixtures sort of turn a bit. And they haven't got a double game week, um, so unless you, you're hanging on to West Ham assets for, for blank game week twenty nine, and we're one of, one of the six clubs that have a game, then their appeals kind of diminish now. Um, but yeah, the, the usual non-committal answer from Moyes. Um, they do have other injury news, by the way. It's it's at the defence. Ogbonna uh, is going to be out for a, a while. He's got an ankle ligament problem. He's going to be in a protective boot for a while. Diop, they're hoping he's uh, going to be clear to play by the FA. They say he's fine, head injury. But of course, there's, there's concussion protocols and things to to pass, uh, even though they say he didn't have a concussion. Um, I think the only other one was Yarmolenko. So... Um, he would be the deputy for Antonio up top. Uh, now he had he got taken off in midweek as well with I think a knee ligament problem. No update today that I've seen. So uh, without them two, if Antonio did miss out for whatever reason, then then who's going to play up top? Could be Bowen, could be Lingard. I think um, Moyes had, had mentioned that upon his upon signing him from United that Lingard would be able to play um, False nine, uh, as, a, as a nine. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think because when they sold Alaire at the same time, Moyes was maybe trying to save face because they didn't get a replacement and saying, "Oh, Lingard can play there, you know, if we need him." But um, yeah, hopefully, hopefully this discussion is all, all you know, futile in Antonio's face. Yeah, one one thing I kind of forgot as well. They are playing on Monday night as well, which I mean doesn't necessarily mean he'll definitely be back, but it does give him a little bit of extra time to work on him. And with the substitution thing. Yeah. It was interesting. It wasn't like he didn't go on like a full sprint and then do it. It was almost like he knew he should just come up. He was about to run after the ball and just stopped himself almost. So, I mean, I'm no doctor, so I don't know if that's any better, but it's almost like he knew it It was probably the right time rather than he yeah. hurt himself and then decided to come off. So, I mean, maybe I'm just an owner that really wants him to play, but um, yeah, we'll see. It's probably the last week in, in, in our teams anyway. Definitely is for me. Um Okay, uh, we're still not done with the major news this week. So, Popey, um, as, as Daichi likes to call him, um, obviously, I mean, that tweet from, from obviously the Fantasy Football Scout account, just, it almost came out of the blue. There was no, obviously, word about it. Um, and then, so he missed the FA Cup game, and then Deitch said that he had to miss it, i.e. he couldn't play, he wasn't fit, wasn't injured. Uh, sorry, he was injured. Um, but it looks like he's probably going to be okay. Owners should probably not worry. Yeah, he's trained as of yesterday, him and, and Jack Cork. So um, there was a bit of confusion about what they said. Uh, the Burnley 
quoted him as saying he's um, recovered and available. Uh, sorry, recovered and trained. Uh, I thought he said recovered to train, but I don't know if there's, there's, if we're going to quibble semantics and whether it means anything or not. But you know, a goalkeeper back in training um, after a, whatever pro- minor problem it was, it's not like they need to be you know like fully match fit to to play. So I'm sure he's absolutely fine. Um, yeah, it just goes to show how a few people listen to TalkSport among the FBL community because I think it was a, an interview given earlier in the day and no one had picked up on it until um, I think I saw someone on our site, another comment section had, had mentioned it uh, and I sort of listened to it and it was, yeah, Dice would say Pope had missed out in the FA Cup um, because of some undisclosed issue. So whatever it was, hopefully it's cleared up because he's been back in training. A bit bit muddy on the rest of the updates, uh, classic Dice, um, along with the... the uh, the nicknames, it's it's the usual touch and go. So Charlie Taylor and Robbie Brady, I think, are still touch and go, as they have been for a couple of weeks. Um, Dice talking about the risk versus reward thing, about whether they're 100% fit. Taylor came back and aggravated a hamstring problem against Liverpool, so they're obviously wary about him. Um, Chris Wood, he said, was doubtful. Now, given that he was talking about Brady and Taylor as touch and go, I would assume Wood's, Wood's even further down the, the, the list in terms of recovery. Brownhill might be back. Um, again, no one, anyone's going to be interested in from an FPL perspective, but yeah, uh, the big news is, is hopefully Pope is fine. I was gutted about the Chris Wood news. I think I was one of the only people just looking out for that. I would love to have had him for two uh, for two doubles. They're, they're, they're really good fixtures, so it's a bit of a shame, but I don't think I can uh, risk playing him. Yeah, on Pope, I did wonder if a bit of it was to kind of save face because they went out, but... Um, yeah, uh, maybe. But yeah, we'll see. I think, I mean, I, I'd even be in a position where if I was thinking about bringing him in, I probably still would. I think I'm just like that non worried about it at this point. So yeah, it's obviously a bit of added risk, but I don't think there's a huge amount. And I think this is the last big injury. Um, so this is like the 16 now, Newcastle. Um, so yeah, usually they probably wouldn't be so high up the list, but massive news for Callum Wilson. I mean, he really was the kind of shining star in that team. Maybe obviously along with Almiron recently and. Um, uh, what's his name, Saint Maximin, but yeah, out for six to eight weeks, right? Yeah, yeah, and I, I saw a report this morning from one of the, the local rags up here saying that was that was optimistic. Eight weeks may be optimistic for him, so he might be struggling to even get back for um, the closing weeks of the season. So yeah, a, a triple blow. Him, um, Mancure, and, and Fabian Scher are going to be out for around about the same length of time. I think uh, eight weeks was the, the figure Bruce put on it for all three. Wilson's obviously the big one from a fantasy perspective. But it obviously affects both ends of the pitch as well because um, if, you're, if you're batting against Newcastle, and our, our defence has looked ropey anyway of late, uh, we've um, we've switched to this more attacking formation and uh, we're sort of, Bruce is seemingly trying to emulate the Kevin Keegan years with these, with these tactics and stuff like that. But it's, yeah, we're, we're now a bit dodgy at the back and, and now down... Mankiw and, and Fabian Scher, who, who started in game week um, 23. So Lascelles and Fernandes could be back. That's the only thing. That, that's good news. So uh, I think they're about 50-50 calls. But yeah, Wilson is the big one. And it's it's who's going to step in for him because we haven't got anyone to, to replace him. Um, not in terms of clinical strikers. We've got plenty of yeah. forwards. P- people that can play in that them. position but not necessarily score goals, which is uh, what, yeah. what Wilson brings. Yeah, it's a bit of a crazy because they had... Like, that's the thing. Like Bruce is actually... I mean, Newcastle have actually got some pretty flairish players, I would say. And so it's surprising mm. that it took so long to try and go on the attack. I'm not saying they're Man City by any stretch, but um, 
Yeah, it's been good to see you recently. And you, you called, actually, I should say it, actually, Willock, last week, <laughs> you said, if you're making runs in the box, scoring goals, what did he do? Bam, scored a goal. So that was a great call. But obviously, with Wilson out now, just targeting yeah. any of their players just looks a bit more risky. I don't think they were really in our thinking anyway. Uh, but, no. But, yeah, Callum Wilson's a big miss. Six to eight weeks is massive. But let's see, let's see what they do without him. Let's see if whether it's Jolinton, Carroll, or uh, Gale, I suppose, and yeah. if they can get into our books. They do play West Brom in game week 27, so... Um, you never, never know. Uh, let's come on to another team, which we're not necessarily looking at for this week massively, but for next week we will be Leeds. Um, obviously, Rodrigo's been out. I don't think he's back yet. What's the latest on Phillips as well? He's he's another one that could be out, right? Yeah. Uh, Bielsa said this morning that um, there was no definitive word on whether he's going to be fit or not. He, he remains a doubt at this point. Um, as for the rest, he said that they were he wasn't expecting anyone back. There's a few people who doesn't think of very serious people who are near in a return. Uh, I think Hernandez isn't going to be serious, but it, it, yeah, Bielsa said he wasn't expecting any of his injured players back. Phillips, of course, was a fresh concern. Came off against uh, Palace very late in the day, and while he's not a a name many of us will, will consider at all, he does make at least tick. You know, they, they, we've seen earlier in the season when he was out that they, they did sort of suffer as a result. They haven't got anyone really like him. Um, he's not. He's not a a clog and defensive midfielder is he? he's, he's kind of this this deep seated ball spraying um, midfielder with with the yeah, great distribution um on top of everything else so they haven't really got anyone like that to come in from him we saw dallas play there at the end of the game i was i was reading a few comments from leeds fans online saying it, dallas has never started in that position i don't think ever a sort of central defensive midfield position but he has he did finish the game there against palace um, and they haven't really got anyone. Shackleton can come in, but he's not—he's not a defensive midfielder. Pascal uh, Stroke, is that his name? I should really imagine. I'm not even going to try. Yeah, Stroke. I think it's um, like Stroke. I should. I could be wrong. Do some bloody research. Yeah, um, but he's been playing at centre half. He would be one of the options to go, to play in defensive midfield. Um, so he may be needed alongside Cooper. Uh, uh, Klish could could move back there, of course, as well. So yeah, they've. they've there's not a guarantee that he's going to miss out, but if he does, then that does make Leeds assets um, slightly less appealing in my eyes. But at least it's not going to be a serious thing. It looks like. Yeah, hopefully he's definitely back for the the double game. I think in football yeah. manager terms, he'd probably be a deep lying playmaker um, who can also That's tackle it, yeah. pretty well as well, <laughs> like Phillips. So yeah, he is he is going to be a big miss. Um, and yeah, pronunciation and names. I I my hope every time someone with a I won't say dodgy name because it's their name, right? But one that I can't pronounce, I just always hope they're a bit part player so I don't have to keep... Like yeah. the the striker from Brighton, for example, I'm not even going to try. But yeah, I'm glad that he doesn't play week in, week out. Let's just say that. It took long <laughs> enough to learn Milivojevic, to be honest. Um, okay, let's go to some of the, the bigger teams that we haven't talked about yet. So um, Liverpool... Uh, I mean, they've had loads of injuries all, all season. It looks like they've got another... I mean, he's not a centre-back, but he's been playing centre-back. Um, Fabinho, who came back against Man City, is back out again. Is that right? He is, yeah. yes. He, another muscle problem, which is what he was he was sidelined with a few weeks ago. So, yeah, he's, he's out. They don't know how long it's going to be. Klopp didn't even know he's going to be back for the Champions League or the Everton game. So, uh, one of those that might roll on for a while. Um, no one else returning, I don't think, either. I think there were updates on Keita, who's nearly back, and Jota, who's another two or three weeks away from a return to full training. So it might be a month before he's, he's considered for a first-team action. Um, so, yeah, there was discussion about the, the new recruits. Uh, Klopp said they've had a, a week. You know, they've had a, they weren't in the FA Cup in midweek, so they've had a full week to 
to work on things on the training ground because defensive issues have been a problem of late. And um, yeah, mentioned mentioned the fact that Phillips has done very well in there, but of course he got two new recruits now. Um, and uh, Ben Davis didn't even make the bench against City, so I, I suspect he's he's further down the pecking order. Um, but they have got uh, what's his face, uh, Kabak. It was the, the new Turkish lad who I think might be in line for a, a for a start this weekend. If, if Fabinho was fit, then it might have been Henderson and Fabinho again because it's Leicester and it's Vardy and it's um, you know it's the, the, the Premier League now that you need against him. But I don't know what option they've got. Are they really going to play a clogger like Phillips against Vardy? You know he's got no pace, uh, so I suspect there might be a fast track to the first team for one of the new lads, probably Kavak. Yeah, I think at some point he's just got to take the... He probably, he probably does, obviously doesn't want to rush him straight in, but they're starting to run out of time at this point. Because I think if you look at the fixture, you say, oh, Leicester away, well, it's Vardy, I have to bench him there. And then Everton's no better. It's a, it's a derby. I know the fans won't be there, but um, still a big game. So then if he doesn't play them there, then they've got Champions League coming up. He's, he's going to have to just play one of them, I think, at some point soon. And okay. yeah, I don't know what to make of Liverpool right now. Obviously, that Man City game, I thought they played well for a part of that. Um, or and we're on top for some of it, but... And they ended up getting battered, and it just—it's just not going right for him right now. So, yeah, we'll have to see what happens. I—I I sus- I suspect, like you, that one of them will have to come in sooner rather than later. Uh, get Henderson as well back out of that centre back position once Fabinho's back too. Um, okay, Man United next. Um, don't think they've really had many key injuries. Obviously, Pogba was uh, an issue, but I think he's going to be out for a little while, isn't he? Yeah, nice and simple, sort of one in, one out. Really, Pogba's out a few weeks. I think was the estimate from Solskjaer. And Eric Bailly's back. He's the, the returning uh, centre half, but again, it probably back up to Lindelof and Maguire at the moment. Uh, I think that's it. Yeah, nice and nice and easy. Nice job done. Uh, and Chelsea, how are they looking at the moment? Chelsea, did you see that? Sorry, Andy, I lost you. Yeah, yeah, Chelsea. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So um, uh, Timo Werner should be absolutely fine. According to uh, uh, Thomas Tuchel, who, who we heard from this morning. Uh, he's he's had a dead leg in 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 the game week twenty three match, but he's he's all right. It sounds like he's going to be absolutely fine. Um, uh, Christensen hasn't suffered a concussion. Uh, he came off with a headache, which I didn't know what to. Do. We've got an injuries and bands database on our site if if anyone's seen it, but I didn't really know what to put for that because um, it's not really illness, it's not really head injury. Just had a headache, um, but he 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 did get a kick to the head in the first half. Apparently, I didn't say this, uh, but he hasn't got a concussion. So he just came off with a bit of a sore head, um, but he's fine according to uh, according to his boss. Um, not so good uh, for Thiago. He's targeting a return against Southampton, so that's game week twenty five, and Havertz as well. Uh, um, yeah, this game may come too soon from his manager. So uh, again, the Southampton match might be a more, a more realistic uh, prospect. Although they are playing him on the night, so um, there were pains to point out that he's got an extra uh, sort of three days to train. And could make a return, but yeah, Thiago's definitely out anyway. So um, it'll be uh, it looks like the the back three of um, yeah three defenders who weren't even in the team at the start of the season: Aspilicueta, Christensen, and Rudiger. Things change so quickly, uh, and I still still a defense. Yeah. That I was back. I think they got what four out of five clean sheets now. I think Rudiger's the only one to um, yeah. to score mm-hmm. against them. So yeah, looking pretty <laughs> good. Just as always, in FPL something it just comes at the wrong time. They got really they're looking like a good defense, but there's just other stuff we're all thinking about right now, which is why they'll probably get overlooked. Um, let's go to one. I know. I think again is going to be a bit of a simple one, which is Aston Villa. Uh, I think the the two players he's talking about not even really of FPL interest, right? Yeah, Courtney House and um, and Wesley. Wesley back in training next week, which is uh, no one will care about. But yeah, I think I think that's it. Just as you were, everyone's fit. 
Good stuff. Uh, Arsenal? Yes, so um, uh, Thomas Party's out, which is, I suppose that's good for Leeds assets, if you and them, because they're playing the Emirates this weekend. So, uh, yeah, he's out. They don't know for how long. Still assessing him. Tierney as well. He's got this, uh, I think it's a, a bit of a sketchy with the details. It's calling it a lower leg problem. Um, but he's expected to be back in training next week, so he could make a return soon. But those are the, the two absentees. I don't think there's... I don't think there's anything else beyond that because um, Aubameyang's obviously been back uh, lately, appearing off the bench. There was a question about um, uh, Martinelli about why he isn't getting game time, and uh, I'll tell it was explained that he, it was it was fitness related why he dropped out and then he hasn't been able to return his place. A question on Pepe's form as well; he's been very good, uh, and they will have two players back as well this weekend. It's Leno and and Louise who are back from suspension. Which may or may not help their defence, depending on which way you look at it. I mean, Leno probably will, but um, Louise, I, I'm sure people would debate that for a while. Um, okay, let's go to Crystal Palace. Um, again, I don't think there's much new here, is there? No. Hodgson said nothing to report other than Joel Ward being back in the squad, um, which is, no one, again, who cares? Yeah, fair enough. Um, what about Brighton? <laughs> it felt like it felt like Lamptey was going to be back um, soon when when he first got injured. But it's been a while now. Is there, is he making any you know any chance of getting back into the side soon? They're apparently targeting Palace as a return. Day. I saw this in the, in the local rags the other day. Um, now he was mentioned yesterday in the press conference. He'd been Potter hadn't mentioned him for a while, but he was talking about him having a setback about about him taking a step back from his recovery when. When things were looking like he might return, so he's obviously had this hamstring problem. He's been out for ages now. Um, obviously, a game week twenty nine option if people are free, free hitting. If you're looking that far ahead, but he he could be back in game week twenty five. Uh, it doesn't sound like he's going to be available this weekend, but yeah, Potter was at pains to point out that they need to be careful with him, um, and they're certainly not missing him from a defensive perspective at the moment because they're in very very good form at the back. They've got. Um, uh, uh, Webster has been a part of that back three, a big part of it. He, he is doubtful for um, the weekend against against Villa. They didn't rule him out completely, but he's he's a doubt. Like a 50-50 call. They're going to leave it late as possible. And um, and of course, Solly March, who was uh, we knew this already, but he he's going to be out for twelve weeks. Again, he's he was part of that back five. He was at the left sided wing back. Um, uh, apart from that, I think I think it's it's all good. I think. Uh, Davy Pratt were back in back in training as well. He could be back in the in the squad this weekend. Yeah, Newcastle at home in gaming twenty nine with no Wilson as we've just talked yep. about. So yeah, um, it seems weird seeing it just with three fixtures. I don't think it's ever been that low. I know there's lots of talk that Spurs versus Villa could go in that game week, but if it was just those three, it's going to be a pretty low scoring week. Maybe three hitters, triple Brighton defence. Maybe that's your big uh, big differential that week. But we'll uh, we'll wait and see. Uh, only a few teams left. Southampton. Um, I don't know if we heard from Hasenhut or one one of the things that'd be interesting for people. I think is obviously game week twenty five coming up. It's not this week, but a lot of people looking at their strikers. Um, obviously, Ings is pretty much nailed. Do you think Adams is at risk now of of hmm. playing week in, week out? Because obviously, you've got Minamino, they got Redmond, I think, was being talked up. What's, what's your thoughts on him? Yeah. Yeah, I saw some quotes this morning on, on Aston Huttle saying he preferred Redmond up, up top rather than rather than playing as a, one of the sort of two number 10. So, yeah, they've got Walcott to come back as well. He's, paid, he's had a, a stint up front, but he's a, a medium term absentee at the moment. Um, as you said there, yeah, uh, Minamino could could be up there. Um, Ings is obviously the mainstay of that of that attack, and Adams himself hasn't been in in, in great shape for a while. So, um, yeah, 
bit of a risk, certainly with a, with a double coming up. Not someone I'd be looking to bring in. Certainly not. Um, Ings would be the obvious one to bring in. A bit of discussion on the goalkeeping situation as well. I know that'll be that'll be high on people's um, uh, question lists in terms of has McCarthy done enough to be dropped? He's obviously shipped nine at United. Was culpable for that third goal against Newcastle last weekend. Uh, but I think Hassan Huttle seems to be pointing to the fact that he uh, to the towards him keeping his players. He was talking about him uh, not needing to reassure him, seeing that mistakes mistakes happen, um, that his trajectory, his career trajectory this season has been on an upward curve, but it's not going to be, it's not going to go up constantly. There'll be there'll be peaks and troughs, uh, and he was talking about Forster as a as a cup goalkeeper. So uh, all of that we hope um, from a McCarthy owner's perspective means that McCarthy keeps his players for now, um, but obviously there can't be too many more mistakes in him before. Um, People will start to ask questions. What, what I will say about, about Forster, I think whereas Gunn and McCarthy were kind of maybe on an equal peg in last season, um, Gunn was seen as the better uh, distributor in terms of um, possession, McCarthy the better shot stopper, but Forster's distribution is abysmal. I don't know if you remember the, remember the Liverpool game he came in for, um, and it looked like he looked like he was panicking and everything, like uh, and for a team that builds up from the back and a team that... Um, uh, yeah, it requires a lot in terms of, of, of pressing and things like that and playing a high line, as they do. Then and Forster just looked like he didn't belong there. Um, now, he kept the clean sheet against Liverpool, so he can't have done too badly, but he, he was flat in their crosses. He was, his distribution was poor. Obviously, he kept the clean sheet in midweek against Wolves, so he's, he's improved in that regard. But I think Mc, I think McCarthy's he's all right for now. Based, if we're going off those comments this morning, um, he seemed to be pointing us in the direction of McCarthy keeping his players, but uh, one and monitor certainly this weekend before you you make a decision before that double game week twenty five. Yeah, not what I wanted to hear. I wanted you to tell me Forster was coming in because that'd be a great, uh, nice, cheap option uh, in, in goalkeepers. But it is what it is. Was there any other kind of injury news from Southampton before we go on to the next one? They've got a lot of people back. So Armstrong came back in midweek. Um, so did Walker Peters as well. So that's essentially now a, a first choice eleven, even if there's still some players missing the reserve. It's just Walcott and Diallo who are who are absent, uh, along with some uh, sort of more fringe players, like Obafemi. But yeah, they're getting they're getting a lot of players back now. So um, yeah, Vestergaard came back last weekend. Walker Peters in midweek, as I said, Armstrong as well. Uh, Minamino, who was I think he was cup tied, so he couldn't play against Wolves. He'll obviously be available this weekend. So they've got a, a decent a decent core group of players now after the the injury wars of, of recent weeks ahead of a big double game week as well so yeah it'd be interesting to see how many people mm. uh flood onto them um okay who haven't we done fulham i don't think we've done yet um scott parker yeah straightforward uh kearney and, and Congolo still um on the road to recovery and i think everyone else is fit nice and uh west brom yeah i've just seen one line from this as we mentioned every week they're hard to pin down these press conferences but the west brom ones dm garner's been out for a while with a hamstring problem he's back in training this um game against united it's going to come too soon, so he'll be back after that. But again, uh, I suspect there'll be very, very few people who are bothered about that from an FPL point of view. Good stuff. I think there's three uh, teams left, right? So we'll start with... Do we hear from Nuno Wolves? Well, Nuno was last night, so he, he was okay. interviewed after the, the Cup game, and I suspect there may be some quotes drip feeding out today. Uh, we did see Ike Nori come back in uh, in midweek from injury. Uh, Johnny was, was playing as well, so... Uh, he obviously got taken off at half time, but that was a that was a pre planned thing. Um Sice was has been back as well. So they're getting those left sided defenders back. Um I saw a quote from Nuno saying he was confident him and his are going to play again this season. 
um, uh, which obviously could be anything really, could be May. But uh, yeah, we saw yeah they were, they were pretty dismal against Southampton, but it was a, a, a much changed front three. I think the regular front three won't when starting that game, so you'd expect um, Traore, uh, Jose, and um, and Neto to, to come back in. Podence was uh, was out ruled out last weekend along with Bolly. I don't think we've had any more updates on them, but again, there might be there might be comments tonight. It's usually around about the half ten mark on a Friday. That's when the embargo stuff comes out, but. Given Santo's track record for keeping things close to his chest, I wouldn't, I wouldn't count on it. Yeah, as as always, just follow us on FF Scout uh, on Twitter, and obviously keep an eye on the website as well. All the any any new news that we don't cover here, new news, um, yeah, will be posted on there. Uh, did have we heard from Mourinho since the FA Cup game? I yeah, this is one I've I've not really dissected uh, fully yet, but I have seen him mentioning Kane and whether he'll be all right starting. Um, against City, and he said yes. He, he doesn't. He thinks so. He doesn't. Doesn't mean any uh, repercussions about his about his, his start last weekend against West Brom. And then uh, he came on in midweek, didn't he? A substitute, and obviously that game went extra time, so he probably played a bit longer than they would have liked. It was around about an hour. He must have played. Yeah, scored as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, looked all right, and and I think Mourinho was he's was asked off the back of that whether he'll be all right to feature, and he says he shouldn't be any issues. Um, as for the injuries, I must admit I'll have to I'll have to look deeper into that. But I don't think we're expecting Reguilón or, or Lacelso back. Uh, there was a bit of talk about Bale. I think a bit of oh, obviously yeah. bad blood, but yeah, between no, that between, that was uh, either that's a relationship breaking down between those two, or that's Mourinho starting to get annoyed at the club. But it didn't sound <laughs> yeah. good to me. It basically sounded like yeah. he was accusing him of needing uh, taking a scan that he didn't really need, which he's done yeah. before at other clubs where he said like. Some players want to play through the pain or whatever. I mean, you yeah, said that yeah. before. I don't know if it was the Spurs or, or maybe Man United, but um, yeah, that's that's not a good sign. I think I think Bale is done at Spurs. I, I, we'll yeah. see, but I, I just can't, I don't think they're going to be buying him or loaning him again. But um, no. yeah, you never know. Um, okay, last team I think is uh, Sheffield United. Did Chris Wilder give us anything interesting? He's up tomorrow. He's the one oh, okay, conference that's going to be up tomorrow. Yeah, he's, I think it'll be, um, I'm not sure the exact time, but I think it'll be the, the morning, if anyone's interested. It'll be, uh, they're playing Monday night, so that's why, that's why we occasionally get press conferences on a, on a Saturday when that happens. Um, but it is a, a Saturday morning deadline. If you are bothered with Sheffield United assets, or if you're just wondering how, how strong they're going to be to face your West Ham players, um, then we, we hopefully will hear from Wilder shortly before the FPL deadline. Um, but they are... Um, getting players back I think we've mentioned before that they've got the, the, the six strong forwards contingent back I think um, Osborne was back last week Baldock was near in a, a turn as well so um, I don't think they've got many many lingering injury doubts beyond the, the long term ones Good stuff yeah and uh, yeah, I doubt there's too many people um, looking to buy their players anytime soon either so it's probably not the end of the world if we see anything major though not obviously we'll have it on the site and on Twitter but we're also doing Breakfast Club tomorrow at half nine in the morning I'll be doing it with um, Ted so if there is something major we happen to need to talk about from Sheffield United um, we'll cover it but I think we'll probably be doing mostly Calvert-Lewin and co I think will be the most stuff so yeah I think uh, I think we've covered everything there so uh, thanks as always Neil for all that info no problem, yeah. What a busy afternoon that was. Um, I'll see you, uh, I think, yeah, next, possibly earlier next Friday because it's a Friday deadline, so it might be slightly earlier in the day. Yeah, we'll definitely get it out before at a time. I can see in the chat everyone saying F. I know the lag is just here. I don't know what's just happened. The internet's just died completely. I promise you, internet is coming. I have an engineer booked for Tuesday. <laughs> 
to and my next door neighbor has just had the same thing done and his speeds are looking good i'm getting the exact same thing so it should be good apologies hopefully it'll come back in a minute anyway i'll end it anyway give it a like if you enjoyed it hit subscribe if you're around here like i said I'm back for breakfast club tomorrow uh, i'm back next week for team news as well so cheers for watching